welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, technology strategist and futurist, Crystal Washington. As speakers, we're living in a time of tremendous change filled with untold opportunities. In today's episode, we have a very special guest with us to talk about finding the opportunity in negativity. Let's get started. In studio today, we have Dr. Willie Jolly, CSP and CPAE. Now, Dr. Jolly has been in radio over 20 years, and he averages 60 events per year. Welcome to Voices of Experience, Dr. Willie Jolly. Well, it's a privilege and a pleasure, a treat and a treasure to be on this podcast with you, Crystal Washington. You know, you are a superstar now. In oh, my our, gosh. In, in association, <laughs> you have really done a great job of building your brand, and so I applaud you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And today, I know you're going to talk to us about how do we find the opportunities and things that we think are negative. And this is something that you have mastered in your career. So my first question to you is, you speak on having a positive attitude and finding opportunities and situations. Full-time speakers live unusual lives. Can you share some of the opportunities we might be missing in our businesses as we get rejections? Well, I have learned in these uh, many years. I've, I'm going on three decades in the speaking industry and being a part of NSA that there are going to be lots of changes. This industry is constantly changing and therefore I believe that we must constantly change. We must constantly reinvent ourselves. I, what I have done. I started as a youth speaker who got again a negative. I got fired and replaced by a karaoke machine as a, as a full-time oh, nightclub no. singer. That's how I made my living for years <laughs> as a nightclub singer, got fired, replaced by a karaoke machine, took a job with the D.C. public school system as a drug prevention coordinator, and as part of my job, I had to start giving little speeches to kids. Okay. From there, I built a speaking business to youth, and for the first five years of my speaking business, I was only speaking to youth. When I came to NSA, I was only speaking to youth, and so I was one of the top youth speakers in America. Then, though, things started reinventing, so I said there was another part of the business that I should explore. And I started speaking to colleges. And then I did colleges for a year. And then I started doing associations and credit unions. And it continued to grow. And of course, uh, things happen sometimes that you don't expect. Les Brown heard about this guy who was a speaker and a singer. And he was doing a tour called the Music and Motivation Dream Team Tour. He needed an opening act who did both. And someone told him about Willie Jolly wow. and that gave me the opportunity mm -hmm. to be on this tour which featured Les Brown, Billy Preston, Gladys Knight and they needed an opening act and that wow. became me. And so that led to Les Brown and Gladys Knight introducing me to radio people okay. and I got a little radio show mm -hmm. and it got syndicated and then it moved to satellite and then it moved to global exposure on the satellite network and so radio became a part of my life and it has become a major part and so you keep growing and, and reinventing and so this is where we as speakers should be thinking how do I keep growing reinventing because the business is changing mm -hmm. the world is changing mm -hmm. and so we've got to change with it if we're going to survive and thrive in this new time. So speaking of surviving and thriving, I mean, you talk about being replaced by a karaoke machine, which is, I'm sure at the time it was tragic, you know, oh, reflecting back, it sounds tragic, hilarious. 
hilarious. It sounds yeah, horrible, it's, right? It, it's funny now. <laughs> right, but, but at the time, oh, I'm it sure wasn't it was funny like, then. at all. So when we are speakers now and we're seeing that our topic is getting away from us or maybe it's becoming a little less relevant. Yes. How do you stay relevant? Like, what indicators do you look for? Is there like a mental checklist that you go through? Can you give some tips on how anyone listening? Well, I can only talk about me. I don't know what other people do because I can look at my life and how I have continued to try and grow me. Mm -hmm. I went from a youth speaker to a college speaker to a corporate speaker, and then I started writing books. And then life would have it. I wrote a book called A Setback as a Setup for a Comeback, and it so happened that some when at Ford Motor Company read the book mm-hmm. and when Ford was going through their challenging time in 2006 on the brink of bankruptcy someone at Ford said there's this guy who can help us come back and they hired me to work with them and I worked with them 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009 Ford's the only one of the big three automakers to be able to reject the government bailout right. they go from losing a million dollars a month in 2006 to making a billion dollars Detroit Free Press writes an article about Ford's amazing comeback and they put one line in there that I will always be grateful for. Their secret weapon was a guy named Willie Jolly. Wow. That day, General Motors called me. Then Walmart. Then Prudential. Then Prudential of Malaysia. Prudential of, of Australia. Then Johnson & Johnson. And then the one after another started calling. If you can do that for Ford, we want to see what you can do for us. We need your help. So the question here is, how do you take advantage of any and every opportunity. And see, opportunities coming. I, I, I've taught uh, chapters, you know, when I was speaking at chapters years ago, I was doing all the chapters. I did, I've done every chapter. Okay. But when we do these programs for speakers, I tell them, take advantage of everything that comes your way. It might be a TV interview. Okay. Make sure you blow it up on your social media. Mm-hmm. Use that TV interview. Don't, don't blow it off as, oh, that's just a, use that TV. Media is critical if you're going to build your brand. And that's what I think one of the things I want to talk to speakers about. Mm -hmm. One of the things that blessed me when I first came to NSA, Mm -hmm. I met Jim and Naomi Rohde and we became friends. Jim and Naomi Rohde talked about their triangle, their business triangle, and I had never heard anything about it. They had a a dental business Mm -hmm. uh, where they created dental products, Mm -hmm. then they did seminars, and then they did speeches for dental groups. And they had built a hundred million dollar company. Wow. Okay. And I said, wow. So I told my wife, we're going to build a triangle. Mm -hmm. Our triangle is speaking, Mm -hmm. media, and products. Okay. Okay. Those are our our big three. Now, the speaking has now shot off into, uh, um, you know, our own events. It's uh, speaking for churches, Mm -hmm. for conventions. Uh, uh, Speaking is is a lot of places I speak at. But then the media started with a a short-form radio. Now it's a short-form, long-form podcast. Uh, iHeartRadio, Sweet C-Suite Radio. You're doing Radio. all forms. I'm doing all forms. I do short form, long form. I do all of those. And then the products. We started with one book. It only takes a minute to change your life. Then a setback set up for a comeback. Then turn setbacks into greenbacks. Then an attitude of excellence. Then chicken soup for Christian soul where I was featured on that. And then my book with my wife, Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last, because we could talk to married couples right. about how we stayed together. And then that created a whole nother line. We've got audio books. We've got a Facebook Live thing that we do for married couples on Monday nights. We've got all of these things that keep expanding and expanding our brand. Let me tell you the thought of this. As I get older, mm-hmm. my thinking has changed. Okay. So when I was 40, when I was 50, I wanted to be on planes. I was hungry. I was anxious to be on planes. I was jumping on and off of planes. But when I got a little over 50, I started saying, you know what? 
I don't know if this is sustainable when I'm 65. Okay. I need to rethink some of this. Right. And and my wife, who travels with me, said, you know, we want to have a life that we design. See, we have a choice. We can have the, our speaking business happen by default or by design. Mm. And I decided I want to start designing more about it. So what we're doing is we're doing more kind of programs that learning management systems. We're doing more programs where we can share our content in new ways. Okay. Well, I'm looking for every new way. Every time there's a new way to get my content out to the world. I got music content with that started as a CD and then I got music content that's now on iTunes okay. and we let music content is now streaming. So I'm, I'm looking for every way that I can inspire a generation. I keep focused on my mission statement to inspire a generation to rise above their circumstances and maximize their God-given ability. Mm. That's my goal. And if I they focus on that, right. then everything else starts to flow from it. And so I think that when I think of Jim and Naomi and how they built this business, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to build. Now, we're nowhere near the $100 million mark that they have, mm -hmm. but we are moving toward that goal, and not just for the fact that we're making that financial goal, mm -hmm. but also the impact goal. We think about the impact. I was in Japan. Mm -hmm. I was doing a tour of Japan for the U.S. Marines. Okay. We're going through a security post, and it's a high security time, and, and each person in the party had to put down their passports and mm -hmm. put down my passport, and a light came on. And a guy answered the phone and said, yes, yes, yes. He said, uh, Mr. Jolly, we need to see you for a moment. What, what did I do? What's wrong? What, did, what happened? And, and, and I'm thinking about, what, did, what, what could this be? And then these two military guards come from the back and say, we need you to come to the back with us, sir, if you mm -hmm. would. What did I do? I didn't do anything. And, and I'm going back to this place, and I get back to the commandant's office at the sign, and there's a young man in his 30s who's sitting in a big leather chair. He turns around, and he says, Sir, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I know this might be frightening to come back here, but I want to ask you a question. I saw, as I was watching the screen of the passports go by, one that said, William Jolly mm -hmm. from Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. I said, yes. He said, would you happen to be also known as Willie Jolly? Mm -hmm. Yes, my given name is William. He said, okay, would you be Willie Jolly the motivational speaker? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah, but that's not on my passport. He said, sir, would you have been the Willie Jolly who spoke at Archbishop Carroll High School in 1993? for the class there. I said, yes, I was. I remember that very well. He said, I was in that audience that day. I, I was 11th grader. I was using drugs. I was taking alcohol. I was, I was uh, using alcohol, taking drugs. I was um, in a gang, and I had a single parent, and I was messing up. That day you talked about changing your thinking, changing your life, and your message of the dream busters. He said, I'll never forget it. I went home that day, told my mom, I'm, ch I'm changing. He said, the next day I went back to school and got busy. The end of that year, I pulled up my grades. The next year, I was not only honor roll, I was a valedictorian. And I got a scholarship to West Point. Wow. And today, I'm the commander of this base. I just want to say thank you. Powerful. And I said, wow, that's impact. Why did I jump on all those planes? Why, why did I keep doing it? Why did I have the days when I'm running from here to there, here to the there, trying to figure out how this business can... Why did I do all of that? Was it just for the money? No! I want to make a lot of money. We all want to make a lot of money. But 
100 years from now, I want some person to be able to say, there was a guy who came this way named Willie Jolly, who changed people's lives, changed my life. I read one of his books. And if I do that, then I'll rest well. I won't be here to see it, but I believe the great ones, they plant trees they'll never sit under. And they make a commitment that they're gonna set a legacy that will outlive them. For tuning in to Voices of Experience, the podcast of the National Speakers Association. Catch us on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, and NSA's social media profiles. I'll see you next week when we're going to help you start preparing for 2021 with powerful sales tactics. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.